Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Holy shit, baby. Come on. Episode number 34? 34. Yeah, 34. Let's go, dude. And it's just you and me. We're just holding down the fort. Where, where is Chase? He's actually outside running sprints. Yeah. So we're co- we're coaches today. He was talking back. He was yeah, talking a little shit. He was, we said, said, get your ass out to that field and t- fucking start running. Take so a lap. He's doing uh, suicides right now yeah, on the field. So <laughs> he'll be back in like an hour right when we yeah, wrap yeah. up. But dude, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited for this pod. It's been a big one, a long time coming. We've been waiting on this one. I know, and I feel like I've been thinking about this specific episode since I started uh, like a year ago doing this project. Yeah. And now by the time you guys are listening to this, the wait list is open to the creatorcoach.com, baby. Come on, let's go, let's go. Oh, dude. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. The things, I got a rock, I got a <laughs> rock, got a rock, rock, rock on, on your finger. finger. Can we get a close-up of that? Yeah, we could get... We could get a close-up oh of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you're, not, if you're just listening to the pod, you got to go watch. and Some see what, serious see, hardware. See, go check out The Rock. But I had to bring it out today because this is a special episode, and I got Costas all fitted in a Lakers um, you know, team po- polo. I look like I'm ready to coach. Dude, I think we could totally coach. I'm ready to yell at some fucking kids. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's... <laughs> Johnny, what the fuck was that? Why did you do that bad cut? <laughs> That's funny, but um, dude, I think uh, I think that this is crazy to yeah to, to like where we're at right now, where I thought I was a year ago, in this whole entire game of content creation, filmmaking, like it's just nuts, it's insane. It's been really cool to see uh, your progress, and also I know you've been working on this for so fucking long, and it's awesome to like now see you done with it you've this kid has put in so many sleepless nights you guys have no idea trying to bring you guys the best product possible so i'm excited to get into it and give these kids a little tips let's do it i'm ready dude okay go so but before we get into that did have one thing i wanted to say okay if she's a 10 Mm -hmm. but she shoots on a nikon three i'd agree Dude, I don't want to hate on Nikon, but it's just like innovate, you know, figure it out, make an adjustment. And someone, someone and I were, some guy we were DMing today, he goes, what's your like actual hate with it? I'm like, they just, there's just trash and that's all there is to it. There's it's no, also just humor. There's just no way around it. You yeah. know, pick a good brand and stick with it, please. Um, you know, what's also really funny about recording a podcast about sports specifically today. Free agency started for NBA. Oh my gosh. And actually, I haven't seen you all day and I wanted to ask you, like, you must have some inside. I don't I don't know shit about what's going on. Don't hold out on me. No, I genuinely have no idea. I was literally down at practice today and I'm getting texts like Katie just is leaving. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And then you hear like people talking about it, obviously, because like the coaches were on the side um, and some coaches are like posted up like the younger coaches are like posted up like sure. doing score stuff you know so like every time i walk by them i'm like yo what's up and they're like dude Kate, Kyrie just left too i'm like yo dude what is going on and they're like max contract for luca i'm like okay like what's happening right now it's uh it's the wild west and it's going to be like this for till tomorrow i believe right i don't know much about how free agency works by the time this goes out though this is going to yeah. be like old news yeah, but yeah. yeah it's crazy i don't know much about it either but i don't i do know that um, we're getting some people, obviously it sounds like, sounds like we got a few guys and it sounds like people want to come to the Lakers. I don't know what's happening. I mean, dude, why wouldn't you LA is get the best to play with LeBron. You get to be in, in LA. Come on. 
I heard Michael Jordan's actually coming out of retirement, wants to play with LeBron. He wants to play the Lakers. That's awesome. Would be sick. Would be sick. Um, okay. So let's get into your course. Okay. Because I have a lot of questions. Okay, and I'm the, ready. And the kids got a lot of questions mm. too. So let's start out with why did you decide to make this course? Okay. When I was going into videography back in like, when I was really serious about it, I'd say this was 2016, 2017. And I would DM these people on Instagram that were just doing cooler stuff than I was. And they were so secretive of the information. And it really pissed me off. It put like a very sour taste in my mouth. And for those of you that know me or listen to this pod, we've probably talked if you listen to the pod. And I, when I say to DM me on IG with any questions, I really mean that. And that was because of these shitty people that I had to deal with when I was starting. And I vowed, I was like, dude, when I'm sick at this, I'm going to fucking help the next gen of creators. And... I'm going to make that a known thing and make it a part of my brand. So then as I've, and I genuinely, I have weird OCD about having zero requests in my inbox. Me too. I hate it. I hate emails. Like my phone is at zero messages. Like I'm always at zero everything. So once I started, you know, and it's crazy because it started out just like one person every two weeks or something, I get a request and I was like so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I finally got somebody to DM me. And now I wake up and it's like 27 or something. And some days it's like 47. And it just all depends on if a TikTok video goes off and people see it and like come ask me questions. But that's how I've learned to be a good coach. And I did a program last year that was all based around just more beginner videography. And as I've gotten better at sports and more into this, I'm like, I've helped so many kids get jobs at top universities at the Pistons at like all these different cool NBA teams and a lot of college teams and some even high school it just all depends on where people are at in their journey and I was like this is a legitimate thing that I'm good at and I enjoy I enjoy coaching people almost low-key more than I do um, making stuff which is kind of weird it's a super weird feeling to have I never thought I'd have it I have a similar feeling, you know, when I, when a kid asks me questions about, Mm -hmm. you know, photography or film, Mm -hmm. I think it's just because we're so passionate about it. I also think it just feels so good to be able to like give a kid some knowledge. Um, but I, I feel you, I remember I was like that even when I like played baseball, Mm -hmm. I was like, when I would help out somebody younger Mm -hmm. in like, you know, if you're in high school and you're helping out like a little league kid, I would get more out of helping a kid with his swing or pitching whatever it may be more so than actually playing the game i don't know what that is but it's pretty cool i don't either and the messages like the feeling that i get when i get a message it's like yo and i'm and i never thought when i was starting that i would get those messages yeah and now that those are happening it's like yo like you changed my life and i'm like what i'm just a dude like i just make videos on the internet type of thing it's a really weird feeling, but at the same time, it's like, it's so fulfilling to see anybody find success with something that I helped them with. Yeah. And I love that. And I'm like, I really do have the answers because I've done it already. Man, it's um, got that sauce. You know, I do. I mean, and it, it's interesting because I, I think that the idea of having like a mentor or a coach is so, is still very new. And when I started, I would die for this program. Yeah. Like genuinely any, any, Like, I think that it's crazy nowadays in 2022, you can pay for what you want to learn. 
if you want to go be a, a mechanic or whatever, you can find someone that yeah. does X thing and go take said course and become good at it. And like the credit card thing, this is just a random example. Like you genuinely could go take someone's course on credit cards and learn a ton of information yeah. about credit cards and then be able to hack the system. And so now in 2022, we see these online digital coaches basically like helping people reach their goals. And I think it's really cool. And I was like, this could be a serious thing that I'm passionate about. And so a year ago, I started working on this program and I've made like 40 something videos and I'm going to keep adding to it. Um, but I did it differently this time because I was like, you know, you go to, I go to, I went to the University of Oregon, right? And I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening to this might be in school, might be about to go to school or you've graduated from college. And like, it pains me to say this, but so many of those classes were so boring and such a waste of money. And my tuition was $200,000, Right. My, my course is $497 and I can wholeheartedly say that any college class, this is better than any college class I ever took. I spent a whole year making decks to go along with these videos. Cause like who wants to be lectured at? I hate being lectured at, you know? Yeah. So I was like, how can you make this like as interactive for all different types of learners? And so I have, you know, a video of me actually talking and then I have a slide deck that's on my iPad that I'm like drawing on. And then everyone gets the deck for life. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to really watch a video and I, I'm already in the program, you can just pop up the aperture deck or whatever and find out what you want to learn. And another thing that I think is so cool about mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're giving these kids one on one time as well. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're just selling them the course and then they don't have access to you. Like you're giving yep. them access to you to ask you any questions that you have. And going back to what you're saying about having a mentor, like that is the key for damn near any field. It gets you where you want to go. And, and way faster way faster that's the whole thing i think that you know taking this course is gonna help a lot of kids you know land that job mm -hmm. at in college or for the pros or land their first sports client you know mm -hmm. even if it's outside of of college or the pros whatever it may be so yeah this thing is gonna help a lot of people and get to where they want to be a lot faster back in the day when people would say fast, I, it used to really piss me off because I'm like, that's not possible to get said place faster. And then I, I invested in a mentor for something else. I bought, I like paid like three grand for this, thing, which is a, so much money to drop on a mentor, especially when you don't really, you're a little questionable about it. And when I did it, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, this dude, said person spent the past 10 years like yeah. learning this thing and helped me with it. And now instead of this taking me three years, it took me two months. And that's the whole thing. And I know that it is because time is money. Exactly. You know, so it's like you could be, a, you know, a soft or you could be 24 or whatever, and you're still super young or whatever. And you're like, I want to get into sports. And this is a really cool thing to be able to like teach you how to actually be able to do that and like what it takes to make the best quality content at the highest level. Totally. And that's what I want to help people with. You know, I think it's like, it's like where you're at right now. Let's, let's find that point and let's figure out what it is that's holding you back. Yeah. And usually it's like four things make a great video, audio, video, color, story. Those are the four things that make up a great piece of content. And usually when I watch people's stuff, cause I get sent videos every day and dude, I remember when I first got to the Lakers, my creative director was just ripping to me and she's the best. She's like incredible, but she was like teaching me all these things. Cause I was never taught a direct process. I would just make cool stuff that I liked, you know? So I was in this environment where I was learning so much from this like incredibly smart woman and she's just teaching me all these things about like what makes the content perform good. And so then I would take that and I would do it to random people on the internet. 
And that's how I learned to coach people. And I was like, oh, okay, why isn't Billy getting this? Like, what am I? Because like, I'm getting it. She's helping me do this, right? And I was like, okay. And now it's crazy because like, I've learned a system to, I know how to make a good video. It's like, it's a system. And so is sports. Shooting sports is systematic. Shooting ads is not systematic. Very, very different things. And, and sports is a, it's a, it's ritualistic. So, you know, every, every game, right? Like, LeBron does the same 17 things before every game and I know them all and so does every single player They all have like one weird like one interesting thing like sure. Russ throws the ball at the back of the board like right before we're about to do layup lines or something And he just yells fuck like really loud every single time every game It's like the and like the security guys right there. And he like moves out of the way So it's interesting So like you start to pick up on those things and that helps you be able to tell these stories on a deeper level because you've been around said team and you're like, okay, this is it, you know, at the one minute mark, this is what's going to happen. LeBron's shock toss. This is going to happen. Russ runs to the corner before every game to the exact specific corner opposite the team bench. Those are things that you just can't know unless you do it. And yeah. unless you're like paying attention to those little things. And I think it helps. Like I was an athlete and I had weird tendencies like that. Sure. You know, so that helps. That helps because I know. I, I know I used to have those things. You know, I used to do specific things with my gloves or You're whatever. You were superstitious? Yeah, I was super superstitious. So I had like these same socks, the same belt and like yeah. things like that. So, and guys at the highest level do that too. So yeah. it's, it's cool to like pay attention to that and then be able to make great work because of knowing those inside things. Yeah, I think just um, shooting sports. I also noticed that as well with like shooting music, just being able to like anticipate certain mm -hmm. shots. It's, it's huge. And the thing is that comes with time. Mm you're not going to know the you know the team's routine what certain players typically do you're not going to know for me for example shooting DJs i feel like now i have a pretty good idea for like what song joe or andrew's going to get up on the decks or when they're going to jump or you know do certain things but anticipating shots before they happen is the best way to ensure that you get great shots mm. now i do want to uh, you know, we're going to get into more tips for shooting pro specifically. I want to do, I do want to take it back to hmm. talking about when you were at Oregon before you got your job at Oregon shooting for the ducks, how much experience did you have shooting sports and what initially made you want to get into shooting sports specifically? I had never shot sports, um, actually before I got that job, but I had done a ton of random like barbers, sororities, like real estate. I was doing all, Oh, and fitness. So I had came down to LA for that summer and a girlfriend that I knew, she was like, Hey, I'm leaving this job and you should apply. It's a great opportunity for you. And shout out Callan. She's like amazing. She works in the NFL now. She's a badass. And so she tells me to apply for this job. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Sounds good. I'm on it. But then I got this huge opportunity working for this like famous fitness influencer down in LA. And so now I'm making like money and I have like more than $50 in my bank account. You know, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I'm rich, rich. What are we buying? Yeah. What are we buying? You know, I'm buying like camera gear, like my stuff's looking better. And so I'm so zoned in on this LA thing with this guy and we're traveling. We're going to Vegas, like all these random places. And I'm like, I forget to apply. And so I apply late. And then like a few days later, I get a call from the head of marketing and he goes, yeah, you think you're like sick because you apply late? And I'm like, no. I didn't mean to do that. And I explained what I was doing. I'm like, really sorry about that. And he goes, yeah. So when are you going to come up and start working for us? And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Like sign me up. Let's do this. You know? So I went back up to school early and that was like my first, I think my first time ever shooting anything was 
we did a uniform video for like one of their electric yellow uniforms on the field. And I was like, oh, I can do a drone. Like, let's do the drone. I made this like super sick video with the drone. And I was like, okay. I still, because I was an athlete all throughout my entire life, you know, I played baseball forever and I wrestled in high school. So I was missing that competitive aspect of, you know, of life. And also I was, I was an interesting kid. Like I had this wall in my, in my mom's house. She still has it. It's like a little picture. I have pretty solid ADD and OCD. And so I'm always jumping to like new things. And this wall has like 37 things that I would try for like a month and I'd get good at it and then I'd be like peace I'm out and I wouldn't do it ever again and my mom thought it was the weirdest thing and we didn't know that I was like this at the time you know so fast forward to now and I think the only thing is stuck in my life is the gym and is videos that's it I was gonna say you are looking pretty big thanks dude come on the gym and videos and I think videos stuck with me so hard because it's always changing Mm. and you never can be the like being the best at it that I like, that's how I think I'm like always trying to be the best at making yeah. videos. And it's like damn near impossible to like put something on that, you know? So that idea has kept it so fun for me because you know, you meet someone that's done it for 10 more years than you. And I'm like, Holy shit, I just learned five things today. And I think I'm really good at this, but I know I'm not the best yet, you know? So it's a really fun thing for me to be able to keep telling these stories and see the progress from even my, my Lakers videos last year are terrible compared to the ones I make this year. And I thought those were so sick. And isn't it so cool to see your progression? Yeah, it's crazy, but you don't notice it. You know, I made, I made probably like, I made probably like 400 videos last year, dude. I crank behind the sticks, you know? And that's why I've gotten good at it fast is because I put in... When I was in college, I was staying up until 3 or 4 a.m. every single night editing videos. I'd come back from the bars and I would edit videos until 3 or 4 in the morning with Chloe sleeping like on the bed, just knocked out. Like that's was that was how I learned. And I was so obsessive with this stuff that I I just fell in love with the entire part of that process. What was it like shooting your first game? And was it was it football? Yeah, it was it was definitely an Oregon Ducks football game. And I remember we got there early. We had to get there like four hours early. I was like, dude, what is even going on four hours early? There's so much stuff to like cover. Um, and you get down on the field and Otson is made. So when the opposing team is like driving, the crowd noise makes it sound like an, uh, like a fighter jet going through you cannot hear the person next to you literally right next it's the craziest thing so like that's why they're trying to do all their calls and stuff and you can't they the other team can't figure out their calls but anyways i'm down there and i'm like holy shit dude like i'm on the field right now like i feel incredible like this is insane um and i think that first game i wasn't i don't think i was necessarily getting the best stuff because i was just so starstruck yeah but like i'm on the field dude very overwhelming it's super overwhelming there's so much stimulus going on you're like there's crowds the the cheerleaders are doing flips and oh my god i just missed a touchdown that's sick so i had to figure out like a system and a process for how i was actually going to shoot the games because i would just when i was young i would just show up and that's what a lot of people do you just show up and the difference between pros and rooks is there's a plan I have a plan every time I go to the game. I'm like, okay, you know, say the storyline, for example. Like one of the storylines last year was like one of the rookies, Austin Reeves. He's like gets called up to the big team. He was on the G League and he just starts getting minutes and he's eating. So 
you know, in the next game for pregame, I'm focusing on Austin. I'm trying to get like a clean shot of him, a clean, crispy B-roll piece that they can put up that hypes up the fans for Austin that day. You know, so you're you're coming up with these storylines with your social team. And some people don't. Some people, it's just if at a smaller place, you know, in college, you might just have like one person who's doing the storylines and making the stuff. But we have a really talented social team. So they're like, you know, pronging us with these storylines like, hey, look out for this tonight. And then when Austin was there, you know, I'm getting like great stuff of him. And then he gets gets called in and he gets big shots up. It's like, that's what that's what the fans go nuts for. Totally. And you're like, also, it's it's really weird because you're not just a shooter. You're also in charge of like understanding what is happening with the team totally. for that specific game. Oh, bronze, you know, bronze in year 18 right now. And nobody thinks he should be averaging triple doubles. Great. LeBron just keeps doing it because he's LeBron James. And so that's like when he does go off for a triple double, it's like hammer down on showing the world how sick LeBron James yeah. is, you know, remind them if they in case they forgot. So it's interesting because my my point of view on that whole thing has changed where it was like, oh, like, how do you shoot sports? I, mean, I just show up with the camera, you know, and that's what rookies do. Rookies just show up. I go with a very dedicated plan of like how I want to attack said game. I think going back to what you were saying earlier about there's four things that make up a great story. Hmm. I think something that when you're first starting out, at least when I was first starting out, something that I didn't think about at all was audio. Yeah. And if you're trying to convey a story, there's only so much that certain shots can get. Hmm. It's the videos that I think are the best and convey story the best intertwine great shots with like great audio clips and with sports you can you know get the announcers you can get the actual um players mm -hmm. you know if they're mic'd up or you can shotgun mic or whatever it may be the the fans as well there's so many different ways that you can incorporate audio into that and i think audio just if video in general is like that's such a key component into being able to convey that story that you're trying to tell yeah it's really overlooked and it, we get blessed with these announcers because they give you like stories to build off of and simultaneously the haters give you stories to build off of because if they're saying oh he'll never do x y and z it's like well he did it so we kept the receipts you know and you see teams doing that like the chargers are really good at that people were talking mad shit on justin herbert early in the year and their social team's like incredible so they made this like this insane piece of content that had all these shitty tweets that people were saying about him. And they're like, yeah, well, he's that guy. So have fun with that one. You know, it's just fun. 100%. I also think that like, man, if you guys are trying to get into shooting sports, really any specific niche within photo video, well, video in this mm. case, but like study the fucking pros. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I would do. I would download their foot. Dude, I would download. This is the hack, man. I would go on Vimeo. When I found sick guys, go on Vimeo. I'd steal all their videos. I'd download them, right? Throw them in Premiere. I put them at 25% speed and I would just write how long they're holding on each shot. Yeah. Are they doing effects? Why aren't they doing effects? What's the focal length here? What's the aperture that they're shooting at? What, you know, is what's the color like? Is it dark and moody? Is it bright? Is it happy? And there's so many different things that you can use. And when I first started in sports, I had no idea about that shit. So I'm just shooting everything on a 15 to 35 lens at F4 because it's all I had. I didn't have anything else. And I'm shooting on a crop sensor, like whatever, you know, I'm just ripping it. And now I have such a more meticulous way of like planning in my head, like what I want to do. I'm like, okay, well, I've already got this specific shot at 24. 
Let me get the exact same shot at 85. Totally. And it tells a completely different story than it does at 24. Yeah. Um, and and the, so, does, so does that with Aperture, right? Like one example I can think of is like there was a game where it was a pretty big game. I can't remember what it was, but LeBron was on the bench and it was so cool because you could see all these lights behind him. Everyone had their phone out like taking stories. And I was like, oh shit, I need the 85. I need one four or one eight or something. And I cranked it up to like one eight and it just looked insane behind him. And it's like gave that man in the arena, like this is that, this they're here for you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like super cool to see. And that shot at F one eight is completely different than that shot at F four or F six. It's not the same at all. It's completely, it can, it makes your, your viewer feel a completely different feeling. And that's, what's cool about this camera stuff is like, you really do have the potential to make someone feel an emotion when they watch your stuff. And that's crazy. Yeah. You know, that's like, that's something that very few people are capable of doing. I think using that tip of you know, using a much, much more wide open aperture when focusing on a single player versus let's say like a crowd. Cause I could see you wanting to shoot the crowd at like a football game. Mm. Let's say you could shoot it at like F seven or F eight, get most of the crowd in focus. It's, it's rare that you're probably going to want to focus on a single person in the crowd. Right. So let's say you're shooting at like 16 mil, uh, the crowd at F 7.1 and you have you know the the juxtaposition or like the different type of shot now you're shooting a single player at 85 1 8 like there's there's a difference there totally. and, and those two shots are going to look completely different but it's knowing the tools and like having a plan and not just like understanding how your tools work and going in with intention for each shots mm. so a lot of the a lot of kids who are you know listening to this podcast are younger either they're in high school or college, what tips would you give to someone either going into college or already in college and like wanting to sh wanting to start shooting sports specifically? If you're in high school, you're like 12 years ahead, you know, like seriously, you're so ahead of the game if you're in high school. Cause I know so many talented people that got into it like after college. Um, totally. I've met, I've met a ton of like insanely talented creatives that were like, I got into, I was in tech or something. I was in sales. I hated my job, got into this and I love it. And now I'm 27 and I do what I love. So I think that there's, it, there's an interesting thing that everybody thinks like, yo, I got to graduate and I need to be like in my dream job. And it's so false. So false. It's a really bad thing that our society has on us. Like that. And I think it's made it worse with the internet. And even though I love the internet, it's a huge problem with it is like this comparison game. But if you're in high school, you're way ahead. If you're interested in this stuff, like you have so much, uh, so much of an advantage over everybody else. Totally. You can screw around for four years. And by the time you get to college, you're ready to go. You've already, you've already practiced for four years or whatever. But I think in, in high school, it's important to shoot all those games in every single game, you know, go to tennis, go to football, go to basketball badminton whatever like literally learn how to tell a story for every single sport because if you can tell a story for badminton you're gonna be insane at telling a story for football because it's easier totally. it's, it's way harder to tell a story for that right so like challenging yourself with these different sports swimming whatever you know like how can you tell the story of tennis better than you did the last time so you get that opportunity and you get you know if you're in high school you're the same age as these people and you're probably some of their friends so that relationship yeah. helps you get better shit so you know get in with the football team and make them stuff make all those channels content because then when you when you're in college 
I would have had such an easy pitch. I was making good work though. But if I wasn't making good, like the best work, right? And I was in high school and I could go to show the creative director at say Oregon, like, yo, I went and I did the entire football team's videos for this year and I made 27 videos and this is how they performed, whatever. I'm like, holy shit, this kid's my dude. This is what I want. I can train and mold this person into a great creative, you know, who's just excelling. So if you're in high school, take advantage of the fact that you have all of the access and you will never have that much access ever again, ever again. Yeah. So high school is like a great place to start. And if you happen to be in college, the best route to go is to get an internship with like the creative services department at whatever school you go to and try and shoot as many sports as you can, because the portfolio building and the time that you have in college, you'll never have that time back ever again. Same with high school. Like you're never going to be that free and not have, you don't have a wife, you don't have kids, you don't have a job, you don't have bills, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? So that's the, that's a prime time to get into it in high school. Yeah. College, like we, we, you probably do have bills. A lot of you guys will be like working for your college and whatnot, but the example really is for like the high school, I'd say. Yeah. I think just, um, taking advantage to, you know, shoot, sports if that's what you want to shoot mm. like go out of your way to like you know shoot that even if yeah. you're not getting paid for it build up yeah. your portfolio so you can show you know the creative director or whatever it may be for that sports department like some of your work at college and mm. if you're in college like apply for an internship or, or try to get access um, any way you can even even like i've talked to a lot of people that are you know in their 30s or whatever they're like yo i want to get into sports right and I think that the easiest way, if you're out of school and say you've never done it, you got to find a way to DM or like something, get in contact with athletes that are doing field workouts. Cause then you can yeah. go to, you know, the football field on Saturday and you make a sick video or you practice and you're not good yet. And you're like, yo, um, you know, Mike, every time you guys come out here on Saturday, I would love to be here. Who the fuck doesn't want free stuff? Yeah. Everybody wants free stuff, you know? So that's how you can build up your portfolio and start making better stuff. Cause no one's going to, for the most part, I was an exception. You're not going to ever get paid to do something for the most part that you've never done. Yeah. It's just like, it's a no brainer. So go make free stuff and go make things that you're passionate about. Like I'm telling you guys, the most money you'll ever make as a creative is by making free stuff. Mm. And, and, I, and I, I believe it because you could go make a, you go get five of your buddies and this is unmatched. You're only as good. You can only go so far as one person. So if you can and you have the resources and you can DM people because we all have Instagram, we all have TikTok, like DM a buddy and you're, there's one other person in whatever town you live in that's interested in this shit, interested in photography, whatever, and come up with a story of some kind and be like, how can we, you know, there, there might be a kid in your town that's like, that's from some sh small town, small town America, right? And this kid just got a D1 offer at Bama. That's a story. Mm. He's getting out of there. He's going to the biggest school in the world now. Or like, you know, one of the biggest schools in the country. So figure out how you can befriend this guy and tell the stories that are otherwise never going to get heard. Yeah. So it's a really cool thing that you and a lot of athletes, I think, come from backgrounds that aren't like private school, you know, totally. you know what I'm saying? And a lot of these a lot of kids have to work 75 times harder than the kid that went to the private school. That's a story, dude. And everybody loves an underdog. Yeah, dude. Everybody loves Come an on. everybody loves an underdog. And like if you're if you have the privilege of being at a school where a person is going to go D one or D two or whatever, D three, it doesn't even matter. It's just a person playing a sport, tell a story. Figure out how you yeah. could interview them. Sit them down at their parents' house and be like, How long you been doing this, man? Tell me. You know, tell me the story of like your life and how you got into this. And I think that 
That's what's missing. Everybody just makes fucking hype videos. They ruined it, dude. Everybody makes hype videos. Who gives a shit? Anybody, I can go on YouTube and find 49 kids like this that make hype videos. Mm -hmm. Make yourself different. Make yourself stand out. Have pieces that make, when someone watches something, be like, oh my God. Like, have we want people to take a breath and be like, whoa. Yeah. This person went above and beyond and you know, they're at the person's family dinner. Yeah. Like who has access like that? Yeah. So figure out how you can, you know, talk to people. People want to tell their own, like I, if I was an athlete totally. and, I, and I was insane and I'm an insane running back and I'm from wherever I want my story told. Yeah. So figure out how you can link up with people like that because you provide value as a creative and it's only becoming more sought after right now. I, I call it the creator boom. I've said it, dude. It's the creator boom right now. The creator economy is going to be worth so much money in five years. It's like insane. In you have influencers, you got creatives, you got like production companies, Companies. There's a million different things that you can pop into right now. And like even in the sports world, right? Like you have you have people that work at these NBA teams. Okay, like me, for example. On the other side of it, you have people that work directly for the NBA. That's a whole different genre, right? They're only shooting the games. You have another subset of people that work for like a, a social media platform like Slam Magazine or something like that. You have people that work with agents, right? I have two two good friends, um, Cam, who cool Mac, a lot of you might have seen his work, right? Like he's shooting He's shooting the Laker games, but he's not shooting it for the Lakers. He's shooting it for a publication. He's usually shooting for Slam, I believe, is who he shoots with, right? And then my buddy Daryl, an insanely talented dude as well, he's shooting for Clutch. So they didn't go the team route, and they're still there. They're still doing the same thing that I'm doing. They do photos, but like, you know? So there's more than one way to break into it. I think that everybody thinks in their head like, yo, I got to work for the Lakers or the Nets or, you know, the biggest teams. Or I wanna, bust. Or, or bust, right? Yeah. And that, that's a terrible mindset to have because you can still get there. Yeah. And you never know the situation at these teams. They could have the worst culture like ever. And they, they, they might work their people to death. Right. So fuck that. Why would you want to do that? You want to go to a place that makes you feel welcomed and gives a fuck about what you're doing. You know, so that's important to it's important to really think about that because I've had friends around the league that have been at teams and been like, yo. These guys are insane. They're working us to death. Like we're working insane hours and yeah. they're rude to us. So yeah. why should we do great work? Completely agree. Yeah. Go move somewhere else, dude. You know, so it's very interesting that um, I talk to a lot of people and that is their mindset is like, you say Lakers are bust, for example, right? It's like, no, like go and you never know the access that you'll get. And that's important to think about because say hypothetical, right? I, just let's just pretend I was at Oregon and I can't even get on the field. Dude, what's the point of that? Go to a D2 school where I can go literally be friends with these guys yeah. and make better shit, right? So like it's this huge perspective shift that I had when I started talking to all of these people, these friends that I meet in sports. I'm like, oh, okay. Because my old mindset would be like best or nothing. But that's not the case really. You know, you want to get in where you can fit in well and have a cool boss and like people that are passionate and talented around you that are going to help you grow and get to that next level. And then if you want to move in a year, you move in a year, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like figuring out what's the absolute best spot for you and keeping an open mind. Didn't that guy Omar who he started like house of highlights, right? Yes. Yeah. And now he works for ESPN. And I don't even, I, he's a, he's a dog, man. Yeah. That guy is sick. But I feel like that's a really good example a great of someone example. who is like, I'm going to make videos, you know, for these high school yep. kids. Of course they all want content and yep. they're all like big recruits. And like, 
I think at the time, not many people were doing those types mm-hmm. of videos and he grew it to what it is now and ended up now he gets access to yes. all these sports games and gets to work for ESPN. So That's it's insane. like, yeah, again, it's like create your own path and go out of your way to, um, to get that content and, and don't wait for the opportunity to present mm-hmm. itself. I shot something with Adidas like a minute ago. Um, and it was high school, it was a high school tournament, right? And it was like a narrative piece. We're following around these like different high school teams or whatever. And I'm, I was thinking while I'm there, I'm like, there's a lot of content creators that were just there. And I'm like, dude, if I was 20, I would pay just to, I'd just come in here with my camera and I'd shoot this shit yeah. like, and I'd give it to these guys or girls or whatever you're covering. And then bam, I got portfolio content. And if Jimmy likes it, Jimmy's going to be like, yo, dude, come to the next thing. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to pull up and then I'm going to make better stuff. I'm going to keep getting practice in. It, it's you can take the work ethic of sports is the same shit as getting good at videos with the sports. Totally. Stuff. It's the same exact, it's repetition, it's practice, consistency, and you're going to figure it out as you go. It's trial and error. I think what you said is interesting is get a portfolio piece. Yeah. I feel like having a good reel is super important to getting jobs, right? I think it's, I think having, I'm sent reels every day and a very common theme that I'm noticing with them is a lot of them are too long. Mm. so like keep your reel short and sweet it doesn't need to be four minutes long make it a minute dude i don't have five minutes to watch the video you're and think about this the people that are watching these videos really don't have the fucking time these people have been in meetings all day they're tired they've worked hard all day right like show them something that's gonna wow them in a minute minute and a half maybe two minutes i don't go two minutes i'm a minute guy that's just me but I think a minute is like strong because if I blow your fucking mind with mm-hmm. 97 of the craziest shots you've ever seen, you're like, dude, hire this guy. This guy's crazy. Look yeah. at it, dude. You can, you know what I mean? So most of the time people put some decent shots and then they have a shot that doesn't make any sense and it's bad and it ruins those first two shots. So you really got to go back and watch your video and be very critical of yourself. And it's the hardest thing to do as a creative is be critical of your own work. It's very difficult to do because we're attached to it. We love the pieces that we're, you know, we're all passionate people. And so you gotta go back and watch and be like, does this shot serve a purpose? And is it helping further what I'm trying to tell right here? Or could I find a better shot maybe that helps this the story move on? You want that reel to be polished because it's the first, I'm not gonna go look at the other stuff. I'm looking at the reel and if the reel intrigues me, then I'll go check out the other stuff. Yeah. And I think that's probably, I, I don't hire people, right? I'm not a hired dude, but like I'm assuming if I was hired, that's what I would do. Totally. You know, and that's what I do with people that send me their work. So that's the process that I go through. So make a badass reel and What's crazy is you don't have to be paid to make the reel. None of the videos in your reel, you don't have to be paid to make any of those. You know, it's like, oh, what's this from? I went and shot this spec thing, whatever. You know, if you make a great piece of content, people are going to hire you. It doesn't matter if you're at the D4 school or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like people just want to see great work. Totally. And if you make great work, you're going to get jobs. And if you're not able to be honest with yourself about certain shots in your reel buy b figgy's course and you get access to him and he'll tell you if your reel is good or not i will definitely let you know about, about your reel tell me about this march madness story you were telling me about oh my god in a bar yeah oh my god i remember shit march madness elite eight run oregon ducks my senior year i lived in vegas for like three weeks during march madness i skipped my finals and i failed a class because of this because right. i skipped all my finals this was it all unreal. worked out it all worked out we made it out here but i failed two classes in college if you guys were wondering beast you one up me we're <laughs> we're at kentucky 
and the managers and I are buddies. Like we've all, we've all been buddies for like school. Right. And so we're, we're like hanging out in this hotel and I, I text them like, Oh, what's the move tonight, boys? And they're like, let's go out. I'm like, all right, let's go out in the town. Fired up. Cheer girls are down to go out. I'm like, we're going out with the cheer squad managers. Oh, the cheer squad's yeah. down to go out. We so we're, send we're all, we're all going out. We go out to this bar and we're all in duck swag. Like the boys are, the, the girls are just in, dripped. We're dripped out in duck swag. Right. And we get in there and this bartender looks at us and he goes, yo, he leans over the table. He's like, are you guys the ducks? And, and I look at the manager and I'm like, what's, what's the homie going to say? And B goes, yeah, yeah, we are. We're the team, baby. He goes, but don't tell anybody. Cause we're kind of the bench guys, you know, we're not supposed to be going out. And the guy's like, get the ducks some drinks. And he's like getting the shots and stuff. And I'm like, this is insane. They're all in the house. And then everyone at this bar in Kentucky, um, we're in Louisville and they're like, start hearing it. They're like, the ducks are at the bar. Get the ducks shots. And I think the, Word fun- starts the, to spread. the funniest part though is because Louisville was in the tournament. So they're in their heads. They're probably like, dude, let's get the team fucked up. Oh. So then they won't play good, but we're just, we're not even on the team, you That's know? Incredible. So we're getting all these free drinks from these guys and, it was just hilarious. It was a really fun night. And then we like went back and we had like our game the next day, but it was hilarious. So you got to feel what it felt I, like. Oh, I felt like a player. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm the point guard. <laughs> I'm the backup, backup point guard. Nice, nice. I bring the water to the backup point guard. Oh boy. That's incredible, dude. Um, okay. So now you're shooting sports mm-hmm. or you're shooting pro sports, mm-hmm. the Lakers specifically. Can you walk me through, because I don't even think I've actually ever asked you this personally. Walk me through what a game day is like. Yes, yeah, so you get there pretty early. LeBron gets there like four hours Like, let's hours say the early. game is at 7 p.m., Seven, right? six, five, four, three. LeBron's getting there at like 3 or 2.30. Okay. Um, and he's always first. So you get walk-ins. Sometimes I'd make an edit of walk-ins, but it, it depends. It depend. What's a walk-in? A walk, like, they walk in and they're swaggy fits. Gotcha. So they walk down the tunnel, like all the Lakers well, guys hold on. do. You, you, go to, you go to Staples. Yeah, I go to Staples. I park my car. I go in. I set up camp. Is the gear room. there? You have the gear here? No, yeah, all the gear is here in my okay. backpack. So I just Great. bring my backpack, my laptop. It's filled with a bunch of fun stuff, my camera, all that good stuff. So we set up camp in the media room. We got like literally assigned seats, but they're unassigned. It's kind of funny. It's like these are our seats, sure, you know? Sick. It's funny. But anyways, we get we go down. It's like MBA, um, few photographers. They're usually it's the opposing team's photographer. Yeah, food? What are we catering or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinner's always catered. It's fucking Stable go. Center has like the best, I've heard like the best dinner of any of these NBA I bet. teams. They just they chef. They give us some good food. Um so I usually I don't eat then though. I eat after after okay. walk-ins happen. So gotcha. walk-ins happen and it's just like a waiting game. So we're just like kicking it. It's funny because we'll all be talking and then be like, oh God, LeBron's coming. And like everybody like hops up, gets the video. Okay, and then, and then we sit back down and everybody's just chilling again. And it's like, Dwight's coming. Everybody get up. And then we all like get up, shoot, whatever, and then we go back. That that ends. You go back and dump really quick, like your footage, or you eat, and then by that time, shoot arounds like they're starting to shoot. So like LeBron will go out and then Dwight or whatever. There, and there's a schedule. They text it to us. So we have the schedule of like what times they're going out to shoot. It's so interesting. Yeah. So then we pop out. It's mostly photo content during that time. Okay. I've never used besides in like a longer form piece, the video from that like pregame warm up. Sure. You know, that's called, we call that warm up. So okay. that's just warm up. And then they'll all, so, you know, they're going out in groups of two Then they go back in the locker room, whatever. I'm just like kicking it out there, getting my timing down following the ball a little bit. I'm not really recording any of this stuff. You're maybe stretching out a little bit. Yeah, I'm stretching, you know, because my job's super hard and I got to be ready to play. And so then 
Are you like, do you get like that pregame massage? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to the training room. <laughs> getting <laughs> taped up. Yeah, I'm getting t- my ankle taped. I'm ready to rock and roll. <laughs> um, you know, so then they all go to the back. And that's when, you know, we're getting ready. We're getting all our stuff ready. I go hang out in the back to get their huddle. And they run out. And then I started doing this thing that I thought was fun where I'd like chase them out because it was just funny. And I just liked running behind them. And it was a really cool shot because the smoke is there and these lights are going crazy. So the Laker girls are posted up right there. They're stretching out. They're getting all fired up. And the guys are in another room with like a closed door. And then we bust out the door and then they run, right? Like this security guy opens the door and Laker girls are like, woo, let's go. And then they run down the line. Then they're out there. That's, and that's pregame now. Now we're at pregame. Pre-game, they're just they do their layup lines, all that good stuff, and it's again systematic. AD does his sky hook, Russ comes with a dunk. It's like it's it's funny. Anyways, that ends. They get in a circle. They do their thing. They do their their walkouts. You know, the callouts, whatever their names. LeBron, who's starting, whatever. Um, and then after from that, Akron, Ohio, LeBron James, <laughs> and then. He goes and does the chalk toss. Russ runs to the corner. Boom. Game starting. I'm getting to my spot. First quarter's up. We shoot the whole first quarter. You're in a designated seat. And it's like that in college, too. And, I mean, in high school, you probably get more wiggle room. You probably do whatever you want. You could probably go in the stands. But college, pros, you're in an assigned seat, which is tough. Um, and I've heard that other teams are more lenient about this. So it really does depend on the arena, but like we're sitting in our seats. That's your spot. It would be so cool if they were just like, go ahead. Oh, we'd be, if I was sitting on the court side, like on a court side seat, could you, that was empty. Oh my God. We'd get like movie stuff, but can't do that. I wish, but shoot the first quarter, shoot the second quarter, half, you go dump your card again. We come out for quarter three, quarter four. And then, you know, we get, if we're, if we had a great game, Someone will maybe catch a walk-off interview of a player, whoever went off that game. They talk to ESPN. Then we go back to the back. We sort all of our footage and log it because this is crazy. After every Laker game, we go through and we mark all the clips that were made buckets. And that way, when we go to make mixes and stuff like that, highlight tapes, whatever, it's like LBJ dunk and a thousand will pop up. And it makes your job way easier because at Oregon, I never did that. So I just have like drives of random shit and I'm never going to go back through that stuff because I just don't care. It's yeah. too much work. But if I ever wanted to find a LeBron James dunk, I could find it in two seconds. Same with a, of a chalk toss, whatever. Every single clip is labeled that's good. And that's really helpful. And I used, I, when I first got there, I was like, this is insane. God, why are we doing this? It helps a lot. And it makes um, editing way easier. Then we do the post-game stuff. Spectrum Sports sends us the post-game media. We upload that to YouTube and to the website for the Lakers. And we grab a little dinner and then we're done. And then we're out. You're like, editing stuff, though, no, during the game, aren't you? Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I completely forgot about the workflow, like, during the game. So, like, you know, first quarter, I get a sick shot, sick dunk. There's a, there's a group chat, the video team, the photo team, and the social team. It's usually one person running point from social. So they text us. They go, yo, Bron dunk, question mark. And then we'll be like, got him, or thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. And it's like, God damn, I missed the shot. So then we're firing off content in Slack to our social team in a matter of like, I can get a clip sent off. I've timed it in under three minutes. That's Sometimes insane. even like two minutes if I'm just firing. If just every button's working, yeah. right, you know? Um, so I throw it in edit it really quick on my phone, shoot it off to the social team, throw a cool color grade on it. Boom. He's got it. And he's got the copy. He's the copy man, copy girl or copy man. Depends, you know, post it up, he or she, and the plays up and in a matter of five minutes, the photo and the video is up, which is crazy. 
and it's from a cinema camera. It's yeah. insane. It's like, it's a crazy system. A similarity between the two things that we shoot, right? Between sports and music. Turnaround time's everything. Yeah, and it's crazy because when I first got into college sports, I was like, this is so dumb. Why are we doing this so late? But the thing is, is the shelf life of that is, that's it. It's an hour, you know? And by by tomorrow, the Mavs had a, Luca had a 45-point game. Yeah. And then no one cares about what the Lakers did that the day before, you know? So all of it has to be turned around so quickly. It's the same thing with music. It's like, oh, another DJ. There's another festival tomorrow. There's a show tomorrow. There's a show tomorrow, so we need the stuff to post, you yeah. know? So it's, like, very urgent in what needs to be produced that night yeah. that's important. And, like, you know, if you have... A cra- if someone has a crazy game, it's like, then we're going back to the back after and we're meeting with the social guy and being like, how can we, you know, repurpose this for the next day? So then there's another person, an editor that's on next day stuff. So it's a whole nother thing of content. That's like, what did we get from tonight that we can pop up tomorrow? Um, so and it, it's all these different mouths. You have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. YouTube, and we don't do TikTok, but unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately I would love the talk, but yeah. Yeah. You guys would crush on the talk. We would murder the talk. But it's uh, it, there's a lot of different social mouths to feed. And we're posting so, I mean, some nights I'm sending off like maybe 10 pieces of video content, maybe yeah. 15 if we have like a crazy game. And some nights maybe five. It just depends. Was that similar in college? Was it? Uh, no, college we didn't do live game content. Mm. And if we did, it was like a shit show. It'd be like, I'm on the field. I got the touchdown and I was right at the end zone and it was crazy. My boss texts me. I got it too from the other angle. Then a runner goes and grabs the cards. And then I'm literally sprinting like half a mile back to the, not half a mile. Actually, we did a few different ways. We had a, a laptop on the field. I just book it back to the media room. I'm sitting on the ground with my headphones on. It's loud as shit. I can't hear anything. And I'm like, Oh God, I have my song already picked out from the night before. And I'm just put a cut, put a speed ramp, put a color bang, send it off to the social team. And then they posted it. Nice. Yeah. But that process took way longer, way more stressful than what I do now. I wonder, obviously you've been out of college for a few years. I wonder if they've switched their process. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I wonder if different teams, like what they're doing nowadays, it's probably changed a lot. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with your three, three big tips that you could leave the, the listener with to shoot better content. I know we talked about one. We have anticipate, your t- anticipate the mm. shot, right? Yeah. I think that comes with spending more time around mm. each team. That's why, you know, I, I said like warmups aren't very important, but if you're new to this stuff or you want to be great at it, warmups are very important because you get the timing down of these guys. Mm. And like, I remember uh, from shooting the NBA to shooting like a high school team, it is just nine. Like these guys are completely different, obviously. Right. But the timing of it is what's so different. And the, like the level of play at the G League is way faster than the NBA. So mm. they're running like way, way, they're going bam, 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 you know? And in the NBA, the plays, some of the play depends on what team you're playing is slowed yeah. down a little bit. They're running the clock down. Totally. A lot more, a different, a completely different pace. And that's hard to get your timing down with, especially if you're pulling focus. Um, so that's tough. And I started pulling focus my second year because I was shooting from, freaking like just the top of the staple center and it kept rack focusing on the bleachers from behind because oh. i was up so high because i was kind of sure. you know shooting down at them and i was like i'm never gonna miss a shot ever again i'm gonna figure this out and i missed so many shots pulling focus but 
I am crispy. At you are focus. so nice at it. Um, especially with basketball because it's so fast and ball tracking too. Like you got to keep the ball in the center. It yeah. looks like shit if you don't. And it looks like shit if the ball goes out of the frame. It's like my biggest pet peeve. It's like, especially if you're filming, say you're playing, filming a player walking like headroom. It's important. Don't cut off their head. Yeah. You know, little things like that. And like the ball specifically, like it makes me so mad when I miss a ball track. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sending this. This isn't good. Yeah. It's just not, it's not good. And it's crazy when you're on the floor it's way harder to track the ball than it is if you're like up five rows because i can see i kind of have a pretty solid idea of where the players are out on the court but when you're on the floor sometimes you're blocked by people and if a guy walks in front of you it's like and they swing a pass it's like damn it i missed the ball and then you miss the play you know so you really got to be paying attention and have an understanding of the game that you're playing and i'm not i wasn't the biggest sports fan when i got that job but it's made me learn so much about basketball because I want to be better at what I'm doing. And now I know a lot about basketball. And like, I'll give you like one example of this. If AD and LeBron are on the court and they're more towards the middle, like where the free throw line's at. And I see Le, uh, AD set a pick and LeBron gets by on the left and AD's on the right. And there's one defender right there. It's a lob to Anthony Davis, baby. And I'm getting that shot because I know it's coming and I'm ready for it. I'm like, oh, there's the ball's going to fly. And alley oops and put back dunks, those are like some of the hardest plays to capture because, especially if you're zoomed in and you're tight, you don't know where the ball's going to, where, you know. So I'm already anticipating going up with them already. And I land it, you know, and same with like the threes. If you have the, the corner of your eye, you're like, oh, okay, like back in the day, KCP, you know, he's in the corner. I'm like, okay, someone, if it starts doing around the wheel, I'm like, I'm ready for the corner three from KCP. So I'm like anticipating that swing. So I'm already kind of like cheating a little bit, sure. shooting, you know, more towards the corner. Um, little things like that really make your stuff better. Absolutely. And make it stand out. Hit me with another tip. Okay. Number two, stay on the shot longer than you think. In college, I used to always just touchdown end. Yeah. And I missed so much stuff. Yeah. Um, most of the best. You're like, missing those touchdown sellies? No, there? I know. <laughs> I know, right? But now it's like my boss at Oregon told me this and it stuck with me. He's like, always shoot five to 10 seconds longer than the play or longer than you. When you're about to press stop five to 10 seconds. That's a great tip. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like always right when you're about to do it. Just be like, okay, five, 10 seconds. Let's chill out real quick. Let's just see what happens. And you can feel the momentum and the energy, yeah. right? So it's like, okay, I'm good. And then you press end and you're good. No harm, no foul. You know, maybe a little bit of extra storage, you'll survive. But that single tip has gotten me some of my favorite and best shots. And it's not because the action that happened, it's because the reaction after, or like, I remember one, this specific play this year, like LeBron hit this shot, this crazy tomahawk dunk. And I was on the floor and he was like, I'm that motherfucker. And I was like, let's go, dude. Come on. And I was like, yeah, let's go. But I was right there. Like yeah. that's, but that shot doesn't happen if you stop. Yeah. And you missed a whole moment that's like embedded in history. Yeah. Which is, and you could like, I missed the biggest rust dunk this year. And I was so pissed at myself because I was editing a video and this happens a lot, specifically with the Lakers. I don't know if other teams, you know, we're editing the stuff live and that's how we're able to get it out so fast. But when that happens, sometimes you miss stuff. And I saw Russ at the top of the key at a timeout. And I'm like, there's no way like anything happens right here. It was a timeout. I'm like, there's no dunk that's going to maybe a three, a drive, layup, whatever. And I see him get by a guy and I go, oh God, it's Russ and Rudy Gobert. 
And I'm like, oh, Russ is flying. I'm like, oh my God. And then like, I was just watching it because I was so mesmerized by what just happened. And then I whipped out the camera and I got his reaction. It was a really sick reaction. So I sent off the reaction because I was editing. That's tough, but that happens. And yeah. you just got to try and get the next one. Yeah, I feel like you're never going to get everything. No, and, and that was my, that's a weird game that I'd play with in my head. I'd be like, I want to get every yeah. shot tonight. It would never happen because you'd be doing something or like yeah. you have a different duty to fulfill. But and another one, I think, you know, make that real the best, baby. Work on it, dude. Add to it. Change it. Bes- huh. Besides besides a reel being mm. too long, yeah. is there maybe something you see between like uh, an amateur reel and someone who's been in, yes. the, in, the, you know, in the game for a minute? Absolutely. Focal lengths. Mm. Amateur reels look like they're all shot at 24 or, totally. all show, or all shot at 15 or whatever. Usually always look like they're at one focal length. They usually don't have sound design. Mm. They also usually have a bad color grade. The lighting is usually poor. And like a lot of the times if they're shooting at a day, say a day game, which sucks if you get a noon game, that's just tough. But backlight your subject, like work with what you got, you yeah. know, try and make it look as pretty as possible. Don't front light, front lit a subject when the fucking sun is at 2 p.m. just yeah. directly above them. It makes them look, the sun's in their eyes. They yeah. look silly, you know? Yeah. So try and backlight them and you'd be so shocked what just little things like that can make your videos look 95 times better. Totally. You know, so that's a big, a big one is just like, watch those videos all over again. Cut the fat. I always tell people that, cut the fat. Boom, snip it. Look at it and be like, eh, can I take off a second of this? Totally. And most of the time they can. And people, you know, a lot of people that I DM with, they might think I'm being an ass, but I'm just trying to like help you. Totally. Sometimes you know? they need a little tough love. You know, it's like it's like a lot of the nitpickiness of like cutting the fat of shots. You just lost 15 seconds on the video. And that's a completely different piece of content now that yeah. you've cut out those 15 seconds. Totally. Well, dude, I think this has been a great fucking pod dude i'm excited yeah so again real quick like what can people expect to learn and take away from this pot or from your course yeah if they take it so if you're listening like the waitlist is probably open right now great you know so go to thecreatorcoach.com it's open um this is a six-week program okay that has videos ranging from the intro the like the basics of videography aperture like stuff like that right it's like probably 15 or 20 videos on that then we go into filming, another 15, 20 videos on that. And then editing, there's 22 videos on editing because I love editing and I think it's very important. It separates rooks from pros. And then we got just a couple of videos on reel development, but nice. that's because my whole point of this is to give you feedback on said reel. By the time this six week program's done, you're gonna have a badass reel and I'm gonna have given you f- live feedback on it. Um, and I think that's something that's like incredible. So I want everyone to come out of this with work. That's great. You have, I mean, you got homework. This is a, this is a class. This is a six week class and you don't have to do it. I'm not going to like, yeah. you know, but you should do it. Yeah. And it's going to be fun because I think this will be the next generation of sports video creators. You know, it's going to be awesome. And what's going to come along with that is community too. You know, it's like, a lot of you are probably from a place where you might be the only person you know that has a camera and is doing this stuff. And it's insane that when we get on these weekly calls, like those are my mo- the most fun thing in my week that I look forward to yeah. is sitting on these calls with like all these awesome people who are passionate and trying to get good at this thing. 
and helping them get better. And what's cool is you get to learn from Billy in Iowa. You get to learn from John in the Philippines. You get to learn from me in California. You get to learn from all of these different people all across the world, all trying to do one thing. And it's be good at making sports videos. So I think that the next the next few weeks are going to be crazy for me because I'm going to put my head down and grind and get yeah. this incredible product out to the people. And, and then, dude, we're getting after it. Six weeks, we're locking in. And then, uh, yeah, if you don't get in, you better put your name on the wait list because I'm closing. I'm, I'm not going to let everybody into this. I promise you, you're not guaranteed a spot in the program. If you want a spot in the program, DM me right now. If you're listening still, DM me on Instagram. I will see it and say course and we'll talk. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap up episode number 34 of the 505 pod. If you're still here, please lob a screenshot up on your story. Send this to a friend that wants to get in the sports industry and let's have an amazing rest of our week. Peace. Peace.